Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Pod with Nick and Cody coming at you with a week four Thursday night football preview here today. Uh, much more interesting matchup to talk about than we had last week, thankfully, uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. This one, uh, the Dolphins at the Bengals. So plenty of fantasy relevant options to get into here. Cody, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon? Uh, I am doing wonderful. Uh, it's finally falls here in the Midwest. It's actually decent weather outside for you know the one or two weeks a year that we actually get it. And uh, you know it's week four now. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season, and I feel like I had a good reset on some of my rosters with some waiver claims, and I'm ready to roll, man. How's your week been going so far? Oh, it's been going all right. It's pretty nice over here on the other side of the state as well. Uh, it's very pretty out in St. Louis today, and uh, I had some success on my waiver claims as well. Uh, but I'm looking a little down on a few of my teams right now. We need to shake things up coming into week four here. Can't believe almost a quarter of the season almost done. That's crazy to think about. I feel like it's still so early in the NFL year, but... Once it gets going, it usually goes pretty quickly, uh, so we will try to keep you all updated on everything that's going on. Uh, before we get into this Thursday night game, though, I want to update everyone on what news and notes I do have. Obviously, a lot more to come in our full Week 4 preview. You're going to want to listen to that one for the injury updates especially, uh, because we'll have a lot more information after a couple days of practice. But for now, this is what I've got for you. Uh, Zach Wilson is confirmed starting this week uh, for the Jets. So we will get to see how the other options play with uh, their supposed franchise QB under center <laughs> here in Zach Wilson. I have a lot of Garrett Wilson shares this week, so I'm watching that one with uh, some bated breath. I'm not exactly uh, confident, but hopefully he you know, is competent enough to get the ball to his other options there in New York. Uh, little note here, Titans offensive coordinator wants to get Traylon Burks more involved. You kind of hear these sort of coach speaky things all the time throughout the year, but when it's about uh, their, you know, first round pick wide receiver, uh, the only guy on this offense that seems like could be a game breaker besides Derrick Henry, uh, just it sort of makes sense. And I think this is somebody that is a perfect bench stash candidate right now, uh, could definitely be a lot more valuable in the second half of the year than the first, but uh, for now, you're just stashing Traylon Burks on your bench. If he's on your waiver wire, go ahead and scoop him up because I like grabbing first-round wide receivers early in the year. Sterling Shepard confirmed torn ACL. That was a pretty sad one. Uh, happened on basically the last play of the game before the kneel down. Really just jogging down the field, non-contact injury, saw his knee buckle. Uh, everybody kind of knew immediately that it was a serious injury, but hopefully he recovers. And uh, Joe, Cody, do you have any interest in any of the Giants' options, be it Wandale Robinson, be it... Uh, Kadarius Tony as uh, stash candidates. Yeah, I I don't mind uh, Richie James. I think he's probably going to be the most involved receiver uh, involved receiver there, at least for the next up couple upcoming weeks. Um, if you have a really deep team and you kind of just need a bench stash candidate, I think Tony could fall back into that category uh, just based on need. Um, but and I guess Robinson can be in the kind of in that same category as well. We just haven't we we've seen Tony be really good on an NFL field. We haven't quite seen that from Wandell yet. So um, I think I'd probably go Richie James if you needed someone to plug and play this week, which is still very dangerous. And then probably Kadarius Tony number two, and then I'd probably have Wandale number three. 
Yeah, I would agree on the uh, the overall points there. I'd say Richie Drames for the short short term. If you need a quick play here, hopefully you have better options, but he'd be the guy I'd be playing if I had to choose one this week and probably the next couple. But uh, I guess I would be taking my shot on Kadarius Tony for the long term. But between him and Wandale, I don't have a ton of confidence picking uh, picking the the right guy there. But one of those two would be my stash candidate for a long term value on the Giants wide receivers. Um, Getting into some of the other uh, practice reports that we received so far, Jameis Winston not practicing today. Uh, there's optimism that he will play this week, but the fact that it's up in the air means it's worth monitoring, especially for uh, the auxiliary options there in the uh, the Saints game. That one in London at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday morning, so you're going to want to make sure you have uh, made your decisions on your Saints and Vikings guys on Saturday night unless you're getting up real early on Sunday to check uh, check your lineup. So just make sure to remember that one. I've had a London game burn me in the past, so I wanted to make sure I noted that for everybody. Rondale Moore of the, uh, the Cardinals on track to play in Week 4, so he will probably make his season debut this weekend. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how he is utilized in this offense. Might be slowly worked back in after coming off that injury. Uh, a couple guys from the NFC North that didn't practice today, Dalvin Cook, uh, and then on the on the uh, the Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, and TJ Hawkinson all not practicing. Uh, Swift, this was kind of expected. Seems like he's going to miss this week for sure. Uh, the week after, in a little bit of jeopardy. It's, they have their bye two weeks from now, so they'll play this week, they'll play next week, then they have their bye uh, it seems like what the team has been saying is it, it makes the most sense just to hold him out through the bye. So I would expect him to miss the next two games, and that's the smart thing to do for the Lions at this point. Uh, and then St. Brown, he is the one that's pretty much up in the air right now. Not Don't know what to expect, but he didn't practice today. Hawkinson not practicing, a little bit of a surprise. I'd expect him to be okay, but uh, the fact that he didn't practice means it's worth, worth monitoring if he is the guy you're starting. And then the last bit of injury news I have so far today is Travis Homer being placed on IR. Maybe uh, Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker can find some receiving work in this offense with Homer going on IR. If that's the case, one of them could have a bump in value there. But uh, besides that, obviously no standalone value with Homer, but could be uh, you know important information for one of the other two guys there in Seattle. Anything on the injury front that you want to get to here, Cody, or do we want to just jump into the game? Uh, I just want to highlight one thing because you did make a really, really good point. For Viking Saints, make sure that you have your decisions made for sure because one big name that you brought up after you made that point is Dalvin Cook. And if he, if you're expecting him to play and he's a late late scratch, that is going to be very rough, especially if you uh, don't have a backup like 100% locked and loaded, ready to go, and you're away. I think we uh, lost Cody there, unfortunately. Hopefully we can get him back in uh, so he can finish his thoughts there. But uh, I'm going to jump into the Thursday night game here real quick while he gets reconnected. Uh, Thursday night game this week is the Dolphins at the Bengals. Uh, interesting matchup here of AFC contenders. The Dolphins coming in at 3-0, and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at 1-2, and coming off the win last week against the Jets. Uh, Bengals favored by 4, and this one over-under is 47. Uh, that line seems a little heavy to me towards the Bengals from what I would expect, but I believe that that has a lot to do with uh, Tua's injury at this point, uh, the uncertainty there on him playing or not. 
I think uh, as of right now, seems like the sentiment is the Tua will go. So if that's the case, I think you're taking the, the, the points here with Miami because I hold these teams in pretty similar regard as of now as far as uh, overall quality. So if Tua is in and healthy, then plus four for the Dolphins is a really good number uh, just because I don't know how this uh, Cincinnati O-line is going to do against the strong Miami front seven. They have struggled pretty much at every turn so far this year. So getting their act together against a good defense is not a bet I want to make. Uh, but yeah, I think I would take Miami plus four and be pretty confident about it, especially if Tua goes. Um, I, I like that number quite a bit for Miami. I think that's my my favorite Thursday night pick so far on the uh, on the spread there that we've had uh, to this point. I haven't been too confident in the ones coming up here. But Cody, do you have any general thoughts you want to give on the game before I get into my best bets? Um, I do want to say that the under has hit on uh, 9 out of 11 primetime games so far this year. And it would be 10 out of 11 if it wasn't for the Browns falling on the ball in the end zone, I believe. So the under is uh, hitting quite a bit in primetime. So I think I would continue to ride that. And yeah, over-under is 47. I I actually like the under in this game regardless of the primetime stat, although I do like that. That is an interesting one. I feel like those numbers kind of get pushed up because they're bet so much that there's just a lot of money on the game because everybody's watching them and usually if people are putting money on the over under they're putting it on the over it's more fun to bet for things to happen than things for than to bet things not to happen but uh, generally that's where you can find an advantage there so i do like that under 47 especially with a banged up Tua and uh, a possible mismatch there with the miami defensive line and the cincinnati o-line uh, best bets in this game. My first one's real simple. It's just Dolphins money line, but I really like the number you're getting right now at plus 165 for a team. I think in Miami and Cincinnati, if they played on uh, a neutral field and you know everybody was healthy, that you'd probably have a pick them between these two teams. I don't see a ton of difference here. I think Miami has a stronger defense. Uh, Cincinnati's is good as well, but not quite as good. And then Cincinnati's offense probably slightly better than Miami's, but again, not a huge advantage. So. I like the Dolphins at plus 165 here on the money line. A Raheem Mostert anytime touchdown is my second one at plus 295. That number just seems really low for, I think, the guy I would expect to be at the goal line. Chase Edmonds did score two goal line touchdowns last week, so that's kind of odd to say. But both of them were, you know, like from like the five, they weren't necessarily goal line carries. So I think if uh, in a traditional, you know, one or two yards out goal line situation, if you're lining up under center, Mostert would probably be the guy. So plus 295 is a pretty good number for him. And then my last one piggybacks off of my first one and uh, the under that we talked about earlier. It's Dolphins money line, Dolphins to win the first quarter, and under 47.5 at plus 750. So if you uh, believe us about this under here and you like the Dolphins, then I think that's a pretty good bet to make. Yeah, I I think that's a really solid bet. I do want to point out because I did just get a notification: Tua, Jalen Waddle, Xavier Howard, and Teron Armstead are all listed as questionable for Thursday. I'd expect probably all of them to play. I think Tua is probably the most questionable. So, um, yeah, I still I like Miami plus the points. I I don't really know how Cincinnati's defenses or Cincinnati's offensive line is going to be able to handle Miami's front seven and then Joe Burrow making rust decisions. He may throw a couple picks this game. So uh, that's the way we at least we need it to go if you want that Miami to hit, especially the money line. But 
I don't mind it. And I do think if Miami's going to win. Yeah, this is win, all about the value on that money line right now, I think. Um, and, you know, if Tua ends up going, then I just – I like plus four for the Dolphins. I think that's uh, too big of a line for the Bengals right now based on where their O-line is at. And uh, they actually have a pretty significant injury to their defense as well. Their defensive tackle, DJ Reader, he's a really, really good run stuffer. He just got put on IR, so he will be out for this one. And that may swing things in Miami's favor as well. But we'll see – Definitely got to watch those injuries. Those are probably four of their best five players you just listed there. So if any of them or two of them don't play, it could make a difference. Let's jump into the matchups here real quick. We're going to go uh, with the Dolphins to start. At quarterback, we just talked about him, Tua Tungavailoa. You can start him if he plays. I think uh, you know this should be a relatively high-scoring game on paper. Uh, and the, my, the Cincinnati defense doesn't necessarily scare me that much. Uh, I'd put him in the low-end QB1 territory. I think if he's out there, you can go ahead and throw him in your lineup. Anything you want to say on Tua? Yeah, I think the only thing you're concerned about is the possibility of re-injuring himself out there. But if he ends up getting prepared to play, I think he will, especially on a short week. If he, if he's you know seventy percent, they may even sit him at that point. So the running backs for the Dolphins are a much tougher call. Uh, I would put them both in the flex range, but I'm not confident playing either one of them right now. It's just hard to know what to expect from this Dolphins backfield. They probably slightly lean Chase Edmonds' way because uh, of his theoretically higher pa- passing game involvement. Uh, but again, I think both of these guys are basically one A one B, and it's going to be. You know, one or the other most weeks, uh, not both. So you're just kind of calling your shot on one of these guys. And again, I don't have a ton of confidence telling you which one it's going to be. I'm right there with you. I I know people probably got some kind of confidence in Chase Edmonds last week if you didn't really look at the stat line too well, but they're splitting carries. And like you said, if they get on the goal line, there's a chance those you know, carries go to Mostert, but I would say the chance is just as good they go to Edmonds. So uh, in a super deep league, they're both, I guess, maybe boom bust flex level players, but I think there's a chance for both of them to bust if they don't get in the end zone. So if, if you can, I would just wait and see. Maybe one of them gets a little bit banged up and then the other can be valuable. But And the wide receiver right is pretty easy for me. Hill and Waddle are both starts. I don't care if it's Teddy Bridgewater. I'm still starting both these guys. Um, I, I don't think I don't know how you could go away from either Waddle or Hill. You're going to be kicking yourself if uh, you bench one of these guys when Teddy B's in there and then they score a 60-yard touchdown, which is distinctly possible just because they have game-breaking ability. So I think you're starting the wide receivers, and then I'm sitting Mike Kosicki. Uh, again, just not interested in the third, maybe even fourth option some weeks on an offense that um, you know, just has not prioritized his involvement. So anything you want to add on the rest of the Dolphins guys there, Cody? Yeah, we, we mentioned coach speak earlier in the episode, and the coaches keeps talking about how they want to get Gasecki more involved. But I just on a game do on a week to week basis, I can't trust it for fantasy football. I think that there has to be a, a better option out here um, than than Mike Gasecki at this point. But uh, maybe maybe he'll be involved more as the season goes along. But for now, to yeah, there's plenty of other streaming tight ends else, that you can really. make a pivot to that probably have a better chance of scoring a touchdown at this point in the year. On the Bengals' side, uh, pretty similar story really across the board here. 
Uh, you're just going to be starting your guys. I mean, I don't have a ton. It's not necessarily a smash matchup. Miami does have a pretty good defense, but this over-under is in the high 40s. That's not a bad number, and I think it's, you know, definitely. If you have Joe Burrow, uh, he's probably your starter, and I don't imagine you have a better option behind him. Uh, same with Joe Mixon, same with Jamar Chase, same with T. Higgins. Really, all those guys are pretty much solidly in the starting category, especially where you drafted them and where they rank right now. So I think... I don't really have anything too much uh, to add on the Bengals guys specifically, especially the ones that are already in your lineup. Uh, we can get to Boyd and Hurst later, but do you have anything you want to add on the big Bengals guys here? Uh, on the big guys, no, I don't. But just to highlight, if you are the Joe Mixon owner or if you're just in a deep league in general, Shamaje P. Ryan should be rostered. He looked to be the clear... The clear guy if yeah. Joe Mixon were to ever miss a week. Yeah, and I thought time, I, I, so I found it kind of interesting that they were so confident him. in him coming back, especially on a short week. I, I find it hard to believe that somebody that injures himself on a Sunday afternoon and is physically unable to play in an NFL game is, you know, 100% four days later in another NFL game. I just don't understand how that could happen. I have to imagine that, in, that ankle is not 100% and... You know, if that if there's a re-injury there, which is definitely possible, especially with an ankle injury, uh, like you said, Samaj AP Ryan could be extremely valuable, so he should probably be picked up in most leagues, uh, especially deeper ones. And the auxiliary options here, um, Tyler Boyd just kind of is what he is at this point. He's the boom-bust flex. He's going to have uh, a couple weeks every year where he catches a long touchdown, and, um, you know, he is the third option of this offense, a quality one at that, but uh, he still is the third option. So I'm not incredibly excited to start Boyd, but he is an option. And then uh, Hayden Hurst is the only other guy that I'd really talk about here. I had a, had a real dud last week, but... You know, against the Jets, the, the offense wasn't pressed to do much, and I think against a better pass rush, Hayden Hurst becomes a little bit more necessary uh, as a dump-off option for Joe Burrow. So I would rather start Hayden Hurst than Mike Kosicki in this matchup personally. How about you? Yep, that was the question I was going to ask you. I'm completely out on Mike Kosicki, if you couldn't tell, so I would also go Hayden Hurst if I had to play one of these two guys. But with that being said, I would hope that you've put yourself in a better position through these first three weeks than having to start Hayden Hurst. Unless you're in a, an extremely deep league or something like that, then he is yeah, a Yeah, low-end streamer um, at best with Hayden Hurst. And then, uh, again, Mike Gasicki, I'd barely even throw him in that category. So I'd go Hurst over Gasicki, but not with much confidence. That's uh, really all I have for this Thursday night preview. Cody, do you have anything you want to add uh, on anything we've talked about here today? Or do you want to get out of here? <laughs> um, I do not. I know I cut out at some point, but uh, hopefully my point in the podcast earlier about making sure Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison are set got through. I had no idea what what point we, of my rant that that got cut out on, but uh, just keep getting alarm set for Sunday morning because if if he's a late scratch, then Madison becomes really valuable and. Yeah, the main point was made, but it is good to reiterate it here. Definitely set your 8 a.m. alarm for uh, Sunday morning if you have uh, Dalvin Cook or Alex Madison and you're planning on using them because it's probably going to come down to right before the game before you are you know, sure about their involvement. So that's uh, really all we have for you today here, guys. Uh, tune in yeah. on Friday. We will be releasing our full week four preview with all of the matchups. Uh, but, yeah, have fun. Hopefully this game is an entertaining one. Hopefully Tua plays so it can live up to the hype here. But 
Uh, we will talk to you guys soon, and good luck on your Thursday night matchups, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Yep, Nick, I'll talk to you after uh, Thursday night football. I just just locked in my parlay on the uh, – I took the Dolphins money line, the Dolphins minus half a point in the first quarter, and then the Dolphins – and then the under of 47 Very nice. I actually got it for plus 850, so – we're we're riding that hopefully parlay and make uh, you some money, yeah, Cody. hopefully it cashes uh, we'll and talk I'll talk to you, to you tomorrow. <laughs> For sure. Peace out everybody.